Hello and welcome to The Plotting Shed. You're listening to Rachel McCartney, founder of plotplots.com and author of the book I Want to Like My Garden. Each week, The Plotting Shed discusses different aspects of garden design, but we focus on things that other books don't really talk about. I hope you enjoy this podcast and do please hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. It's nice to be back and I said I would do two or three fairly rapid podcasts for you about elements of the Hampton Court Flower Show and Show Gardens before I did the last five podcast episodes which will come over the next few weeks with my friend H who I will introduce you to. So this is the second of the of the three specific podcasts about the Hampton Court Flower Show. It's something I have written about before on the blog, my blog The Plotting Shed and it's on my website and it's something actually that does put a bee and a flea in my bonnet about the RHS and about the horticultural trade in general. And it's really about the way that they deliver and they showcase and they put on these festivals and and garden shows for the general public. And having gone round several shows over the years, and in fact having exhibited with my father many, many years ago at shows you can see how the general public behave and what they do when they come into a garden show and I really still don't think that either the RHS or the the horticultural industry help the average gardener, the average garden owner make better use of their gardens because of the way that they operate and they run these garden shows and garden festivals. Now, I've just put a blog on the website, on the Plotting Shed blog, which is this latest one, and I will put a link on the show notes for you. And are the RHS show gardens worth looking at, copying, emulating, thinking, oh, I like that and I will do this at home? And if not, why aren't they? And what do you, as the average gardener, the average non-gardening expert, the person who wants a better garden but doesn't quite know how to do it, if you're going to go to one of these shows, what do you need to have in the forefront of your mind in order that you get the benefit and the most value from the show? Now, this is going to sound a little bit like I'm very critical of the RHS and horticulture in general, and I'm not because they've got to wear multifaceted hats. But the problem is the general public think that they're going to a garden show to see wonderful gardens and the best designers showcase and exhibit how plants can be used and combined and designed and how gardens can be created. But that's what the show's for. But that's not what the show has been put on for. All of the garden shows and all of the garden festivals are put on for one reason and one reason only. And that is so all of the exhibitors have easy access to 
the buying public so that they can sell their goods and wares. And in order for the buying public to come in to a place like this and, and buy, they have to be enticed in. The RHS and the organisers of all these shows think of ways that will get customers in. And how do you do that? Will you lay on thought-provoking, intriguing, exciting, gorgeous, expensive, impressive show gardens? You have interesting and intriguing displays. You get people to put plants together so that it showcases something that is amazing. And then people come in to view that music and there's food and there's a nice environment and it's a lovely great day out but the fundamental purpose is selling it is to get you to buy stuff because that's how these small producers and small nurseries and small artisan producers of garden objects and things that's their marketplace so they rely on these shows to sell their produce and that's the fundamental reason that they exist. But as far as you, the general public, are concerned, you think that the fundamental reason that these exist is to show you how to garden. And it's compounded and promoted and added to or the idea that this is what these gardens are for because you have exalted experts and you have presenters and you have celebrities and you have the BBC and you have the RHS and they all stand in these gardens and tell you how beautiful they are and how intriguing and wonderful they are. But all the time they're using one word that is to some extent misinforming you as to the purpose of what that was there for. And they always use the word garden. But it's not a garden. It's not a garden in the sense that you or I would know what a garden is. It's a display. It's not a garden. It's not a necessarily a functional, usable garden. Yet when you've got some of the most well-known horticultural experts in, in the country on television telling you how wonderful and fabulous this garden is, it's no surprise that people come along to have a look at it and think, oh, well, if I take a photograph of those plants that they've put in that garden, I can go home and find out what those plants are, or I can go around the show and see if I can find them and buy them and put them together, and I'll have a garden that looks just like that. Well, that's not the reality. I was standing where I went to the show on Tuesday and I've put on the, the, the post, there was a display beside one of the, the, the retailers who were selling garden awnings or something like this. And there was a couple standing next to me talking about the floral display that they'd put in front of this, this particular stand. And the couple were saying, oh, I love the colours and I love the, this, they've put, they've put this plant with that plant, I really like that, should we photograph it? And then we can go and find them and we can buy them and we can put them in our garden because we've got a space like that in the sunshine. This would be really lovely. But the reality was that this particular display of plants had one plant that would go up to about 30 metres. 
one plant, four or five plants that needed a, a meter's worth of space, two plants that would grow to four or five meters tall, and the rest of them would grow to about 18 inches. It was just that they were all young juvenile plants that they'd put together to create this display. And I thought, this poor couple, are they now going to be going and spending money buying plants thinking that these, this has been created by experts, so therefore it's something they can copy? And I have to say, it does make me a little animated because I think what the RHS and what the, these garden festivals and garden shows need to do is actually make it very clear that the gardens that they have or the displays that they have are a bit like, you know, if you go to the sort of the, if you go to the Milan and the Paris and the London and New York fashion shows, you see the most incredible haute couture garments being paraded on the catwalk. Some are functional, some are very definitely non-functional, but they're all impressive. They're all thought-provoking, they're all intriguing in their own right, but you can't wear them. And what it then takes is the fashion retailers to come in and look at the garments, take the elements from the, the styles that the designers have put out and translate that into a functional wearable clothes that you or I would want to wear. But these festivals and garden shows don't do that. So they leave it to you, the garden buying public, to work it out for yourself. And plants are really expensive now. You know, investing in your garden, you can spend hundreds of pounds and I really don't want people to waste their money or then put plants in places that are just wholly unsuitable for the garden because they didn't know. And this is the bit that I get so so cross about. So what, what would I suggest? What should you do? I think the, the biggest thing that you need to remember is that you are going there to have a good time and it's a lovely day out but to remember that the whole purpose is to get you to spend your money. And certainly for an awful lot of the stuff at the show, it's lovely to be impulsive and, and buy something. But be impulsive with those objects that can't die. But plants are different because plants do grow and change shape and, and they get bigger and they die and they flower and all sorts of things. And I think you need to be a little bit more disciplined when you look at the plants and you're going around the various marquees and the show gardens. Now, I've always advocated that, I've actually done it this way myself, that if I go to a show, I photograph the plants, I photograph the displays, but I'm not photographing those displays to try and emulate them or, or copy them. What I'm photographing is how the colour combinations are working and how the overall look is because I will then have to recreate that in a different way because obviously I know a little bit more about plants but it's still sometimes quite difficult. At the Hampton Court this year and again I'm not going to be too critical because I think the supply of plants this year had been difficult due to Covid and Brexit. The range of plants in the show gardens was fairly similar, but it didn't ever say, you know, we've used this, these plants. These wouldn't really grow together normally. For example, you had a stillbees 
in the border, there were loads of white astilpes planted with white astrantias and with hostas. Now, astilpes love damp, wet conditions. And a stillbe is generally not going to grow well next to something like an astrantia, which prefers, you know, although it likes rich soil, it doesn't want to be soggy-boggy soil. You're not going to have plants growing together like that in a normal environment. And on top of that, I was listening to Tom Simpson talking about his cancer research garden, and it came out as something like in that garden. There are over 2,000 plants. Now, the planting density for a garden like that is way, way, way more concentrated than you or I would have in our own gardens. And the reason is for that, that for the show, for the display, it needs to be high density to create the impressive result. But the reality is, all of those plants in such close proximity to each other cannot grow on like that because they're competing with each other all the time. So a lot of how you see these gardens, you have to remember what they're doing it and why they're doing it for. Show gardens are all judged, aren't they? They get medals. They get the RHS award, gold and, and silver gilt and bronze medals. And I thought it would be interesting to see what basis the judging is made because i bet if you asked the general public and you said how do the judges judge these show gardens it would most likely come back as the impression that how good a garden is it this is the points based system the gardens are judged on firstly delivery of the client's brief will the imagine imagined client be happy with the end result and have the design objectives of the garden been achieved. Then they look at the design. How original is the design of the garden? And does the layout of the garden work for its supposed purpose? Now just note that with that supposed purpose, not actual purpose, because these aren't real gardens. Having said that, some of these gardens are then transferred to a, a permanent home. Now, in terms of Tom Simpson's garden, this Cancer Legacy garden, which was the figure of eight one, if you look on the Hampton Court Flower Show, and it was very lovely, but this is a garden that Cancer Research have funded, and it is a garden for cancer patients. Yet, part of this infinite figure of eight design, to get to the lower stage of the garden, where you're more immersed in the plants, there were some steps. And I thought, well, a lot of cancer patients are in wheelchairs. So how on earth is its supposed purpose fit for purpose if the cancer patients, some of the cancer patients can't even access the lower part of the garden? Yet this got best in show. Then one of the third, the third point-based system is overall impression. Is the choice of materials aesthetically pleasing and does it complement the garden? And does the garden work as a whole? Planting. Are the plant associations shown in the garden correct according to species and cultural relevance? Not sure what that means. Does the planting work together visually to create impact? 
And finally, construction. Is it been constructed to a superb finish and attention to detail expected across the whole garden? What standard is the build quality? So there's nothing there about the plants that they've used. Would they grow together? Will they work together? In five years time, how good a garden will this look? Is this the garden that a person can actually live in or, or would it survive? Would it be functional? Will it have long-term use? Can it be used long-term? So when you actually look at what the show judges judge the gardens on, it's not actually how good a garden it is. It's how good a display has been put on. Now, we all know that in order to be impressive, these are shows and, to, and the show is a performance and you're allowed to have artistic license and creativity in order to create that performance. But from my perspective as a garden designer and website owner and somebody who's trying to help you have a better garden unless they say this on when they talk about it on the bbc and all the, the multimedia channels that they have it's giving a false impression for you when you're going to the garden show so if you are going to a show and you are looking possibly to have plants to buy plants for the garden because it's a great place to have and buy plants then have a plan before you go when you see a plant that makes you go oh that's lovely as you will then ask yourself some questions why do you need it what where would you put it how big is it going to be in a few years time? How will that plant benefit your garden? Because if you're going to spend 10, 15, 20 pounds, 30, 50, 60 pounds on a plant, surely it's worthwhile just asking those few questions. And if you're not sure of the answer, the best bit about going to these shows is that you have direct access to the plant expert they're right in front of you so ask them the question they don't want their plants to go into unsuitable positions and, and not look good they've spent time and effort and energy getting the plant to look as beautiful as it does so use their advice ask them the question tell them where you're going to put the plant and do they think it's suitable they'll be more than happy to answer your questions and then that way, when you go to the garden shows and you have a really good day out and you have a wonderful time and you look at all of the lovely eye candy that's on offer and you come away with your purchases, some of which have been impulsive, but some of which you've been a little bit more considered, you've got the best from the garden show. The exhibitors have sold and, and, and their produce. They've got the best from the garden show and the RHS have put on a great performance and it's a win-win-win all round. So the last one in this RHS series which I will record over the next couple of days and pop out is titled 
the good, the bad and the unrealistic. And I'm just going to have a look at the show garden elements in a little bit more detail, saying what I think you can take from them, where the real problems are that you should avoid as the average garden owner, and what's maybe fun, but downright unrealistic and we can't have, but we might all just love to have in our gardens if we had the time, the capacity and the money to be able to have them. So hope to talk to you soon. Uh, in the meantime, have a lovely time wherever you are in your gardens and we will speak soon. Bye for now. Well, thank you for listening. You have been listening to Rachel McCartane of The Plotting Shed. If you've got any questions about this podcast, please email me, rachel at plantplots.com, or you visit the website with loads of different information on garden design and gardening advice, along with planting plans that you can download. You can look at the designs that we've created. So do take a look and please do hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. You can also donate if you go onto the website plantplots.com. There's a little button there saying you can buy me a coffee. So all donations will be hugely appreciated. Thank you very much. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your garden. Take care and stay well.